You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 304 of Podcateers. This week, we welcome back our pal Jason, who tells us a little bit about his experience with the park closures over at Walt Disney World, how he and his wife have been keeping busy during this time. We talk a little bit about Disney's commitment to helping out their cast members, including Bob Iger taking a lead role to help out again. Uh, At some point, I start quoting the movie Independence Day because, I mean, yeah. Uh, It's a horrible rendition. I acknowledge that. So if you want to hear the real version of the speech I decided to rant off, make sure that you check out the blog post for this episode at podcateers.com slash 303. If you want to join the conversation and give your thoughts on anything that we talk about, search for Podcateers on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. We'd love for you to join in and provide some thoughts. Also, you can connect with Jason on Instagram. Uh, His personal is jmichaelglass. He also has the Glass Blowers Companion, all one word on Instagram. And of course, the podcast that he does with his wife, FYA underscore Disney. Both podcasts are available on all major podcast carriers. The links to uh, Jason's social media will be in the blog post for this episode, uh, along with links to those podcasts. So make sure to check those out and say hello. Uh, And of course, we cannot get this episode started without sending a huge thank you to the FGP squad, aka our podcast, Fairy Godparents. If you're not familiar with the FGP squad, they're an awesome group of listeners just like you that help us out with a monthly contribution via Patreon. And it's that support that helped make these episodes of Podcateers possible. For more info on how you can become part of the FGP squad family, head over to podcateers.com FGP. And as always, I would like to send a huge, huge, huge thank you to all of the members of the FGP squad for their continued support. Oh, and by the way, before we get the episode started, uh, I'm going to be releasing some backgrounds that you can use for your video calls, like on Zoom and stuff like that. I thought about releasing them on my personal website, but uh, more than likely, I'm probably going to release them on the Podcateers website. So more on that this week. I'll make sure to post it on my personal uh, Instagram and on the Podcateers one if you guys are interested in downloading them. The backgrounds are just some of the photos that I've shot in the parks just to kind of give you something different to use. They're going to be available for free and once they're posted we will let you guys know. So uh, keep an eye out for that and uh, with that it's time to get this episode started. So Let's do this. It is time for episode 304 of Podcateers. Well, the hills are alive with the sound of nothing, really. (laughs) Because everyone's at home. Unless you count rain in Southern California and you count wind and Mm -hmm. maybe a little bit of crying from people who want to go outside and play, but they can't. 
I guess we got that, right? Yeah, I yeah. think for me, when it rains, it's actually a good excuse to stay inside. You know, it's like the days that it's nice out, it's really hard to stay inside, I guess, more so for me here. Yeah. Last yeah. time it rained, like, I played um, just Haunted Mansion music. I'm like, if I'm going to stay in here and there's going to be some rain, I'm going to make something out of this. Heck, yeah. Well, it was like <laughs> 93 today and uh, like 10,000% humidity, so it was a good reason to stay inside inside the AC. Oh, yeah. You've inspired me. I'm going back to the Haunted Mansion. Here we go. <laughs> Coming nice. to you live from the Haunted Mansion. Now, all of you listening can't tell, obviously, because, you know, visually, an audio podcast is the best way to see exactly what we're doing. <laughs> but uh, my background is currently replaced in our video chat here with a, a photo that I took of the stretching room. And it's uh, a sp specifically, it's Daisy's stretching room portrait. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've been testing these out for the last couple of days because, you know, with the influx of people that have been using applications like Zoom and Skype and Google Hangouts and Microsoft Teams, you know, sometimes you want to use that blur feature and you just don't want to show what's in your background. Mm -hmm. uh, I happen to have a small portable green screen that I have behind me, so it makes it slightly easier and yet more difficult because of the fact that you have to light the damn thing properly in order for it to function. But my plan is to take this series of photographs that I've taken, put them up on the website, make them available for all of you to just download uh, we know that Disney and Marvel have released a few of their own. I actually yeah. have them. Uh, but, you know, I, I have such a large photo archive from inside attractions, on attractions. I, I, I have to tell you, being here, I have one. I'm going to switch it out for you. And I'm just going to get your your reaction when all of a sudden I'm next to that <laughs> little thing right there. I almost posted a picture of him today on Twitter. On Twitter. <laughs> really? That's yes. so cool. So, it's just so weird that all of a sudden I'm in the water on the Jungle Cruise. <laughs> and it doesn't make any sense. Uh, I would say that if anything, this one might make the most sense. Because quite frankly, who doesn't <laughs> want a picture of Tavon in the background? <laughs> you know, but now that's actually scary. I'm changing that. The point <laughs> is that all of these photographs are going to be available for download Uh Hopefully, the same day that this episode posts, uh, I'm making some minor tweaks to all of them so that you don't have to mess with your composition all too much and you can still kind of see what's in the background. Uh, because I realize that in most streaming apps, you can't change the location of your own video when you're replacing the background. And I have the luxury of doing that because I have this green screen that allows me to kind of shift things around. So if you have a green screen, a lot easier to do. If you don't, you can still use an application like Zoom to use the virtual background. If you have an iPhone, uh, Android users, I'm sorry. I haven't found a way to do it in Zoom. I don't think they've integrated that feature yet. Uh, I happen to have my wife's iPhone to test this with. I myself am an Android user, but I have my wife's iPhone to test, and it works fantastically. Mel just nice. tried it. Mel, what did you think of the virtual background feature? Oh, my gosh. It's so much fun. Right? Because <laughs> you just see yourself back there, and you're like, I could see myself there, even though I'm not there, but I could see myself there. So... It makes me happy. <laughs> yeah. I actually wish that I had Mel's reaction 
when I called her right before we started this chat because I didn't tell her that I was going to replace my background, that we were going to do this. And nope. I just came in sitting inside of the stretching room and she just kind of went <laughs> nuts, which was kind of a cool reaction. It was not exactly what I was expecting, but it's similar to what I was hoping for. So thankfully, I feel like I'm on the right path with putting these together for people. It's fun. Oh, yeah. This is like a long time waiting for those that work out at home. You know, this kind of technology. I mean, we should have all invested yeah. in Zoom like uh, six months ago. Yeah. Oh, I know. It's just that element of fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I remember the last time this happened, it was a little uh, fruit company. Um, not banana, not orange. What is it called again? Ah, apple. Grape. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Grape. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Jason, man, yes. it's good to have you back on the podcast, buddy. How's How are yeah. things? You know, I mean, you guys have this curfew thing going on. What has life been like for you guys this last month? Well, so for me, I'm like, I'm, I'm part introvert, part extrovert. So mm-hmm. like half of me has been loving this and the other half of me is ready to pull my hair out of my head. So fortunately though, because I'm blessed to have my own glass studio. So I, I don't go around anybody. I just go from my house to my studio. I go there and work however long I want to. And I've actually gotten more work done in my studio in the last three weeks than I've gotten done in the last like eight years, like since wow. I've been working at Disney. Yeah. So it's been a lot of fun because like usually when I'm at my studio, I'm working on orders and right now I'm just making whatever the heck I want to make really right now. Just, just having being fun. creative. Yeah, it's been nice. a lot of fun. So I've, I've been able to wrap up a lot of projects. I'm, I'm very project oriented and, and like goal oriented in a sense. So mm-hmm. having a full time gig, it's always in my way. Like on my breaks, for instance, I'm in the cast cat, you know, the Mouseketeria working on at podcast ed- edits or YouTube edits or whatever. Instead mm-hmm. of now I can actually sit for an entire day if I want and sit on and learn. Like I've been learning how to use PowerPoint Pro for the Good first job. time. Nice. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think the biggest thing for me though is like when this whole thing started, I was up at 5 a.m. I was in bed at 10, like getting on this new routine of life. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's gone out the window really like three days later, <laughs> you know, and, and 10 pounds later also on top of that. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. Same. We 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 all joke about that freshman fifteen and whatever you know you happen to have whenever you start a new job. This quarantine fifty for me. Yeah, dude, tell me about it. Not working out. I know, man. It's brutal. I, I posted up on Instagram a picture of a sphinx, which I've never seen like a hairless cat as fat as this one was. And I had to put it. My friend of mine posted it. I had to share it because it was just the funniest thing I've seen. Just like everybody, just avoid the mirror for the next couple of weeks, and uh, you'll you'll be fine. That's funny. That's funny. What's your favorite piece that you've worked on? Uh, you, you talked about all the projects that you've done uh, because there's been a couple that have really stood out to me. Like the flower that you posted recently yeah. uh, was one of my favorite things that you've ever done. And you've done some awesome things like the baby Groot and, you know, other stuff. But uh, outside of Disney, the flower was fantastic. And then you did like a little bee. Yeah, like a glass was, bee that was yeah. super rad. So that was actually a custom for a guest. He had come in asking for if I could make a bee. And uh, I was like, yeah, dude, but my minimum is like 50 bucks. I feel bad just making and charging you 50 bucks for a bee. I usually waver on that sometimes. I shouldn't say usually and sometimes. It's kind of, uh, you know, whatever. But uh, <laughs> so mm-hmm. so I was like, I can do a flower with a bee for 50 bucks. He's like, yeah, sure. So that's what that actually that picture was. It, I just was going uh. through old stuff and realized I hadn't posted that yet. Um, but yeah, that flower was actually a custom order uh, for one of Julie's, my wife's uh, coworkers, and uh, I've, I've, at 
for Arebus Brothers, for a long time, one of my items I made was a flower. I had three different colors I made. I made them by the hundreds and got to a point because I'm like, I have a, a, like a press that I use that get, makes the petal shape. And so if I'm doing a rose that has like six petals, you know, it's six petals per rose. And if I'm doing, say, 100 a week, it's like 600 petals I'm pressing. And I started getting tendonitis in my shoulder from it. And that's like all I was doing was making flowers. So like when guests actually asked me like, so what do you enjoy making? I'm like, well, actually, I know what I don't like making. <laughs> and that's one <laughs> of the things is making flowers. <laughs> but I enjoy the process of making realistic flowers. And making the flowers on production scale taught me the process of making flowers, period. So now I can... I have guests coming in wanting something very specific. Like I had a guest coming in and ask me for a, um, a blue columbine, Colorado state flower. I've never seen it before. It is like super, like he starts telling me how delicate and intricate this thing is. And that, that was the kind of the key words I should have paid attention to when it came to actually making this thing. Cause it was just delicate making it, but it's allowed me to really learn how to make flowers. And then this lady wanted the sunflower and, uh, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. It, it definitely sparked, a a new desire to want to focus on some of that stuff more so right now. I don't know. It's just, it's interesting because I have a whole lot of different areas in my glass that I do. Um, but the flowers specifically, I've always been a passion. I actually worked with a guy years ago before I worked at Disney, whose dad uh, used to be an orchid farmer and uh, had like four greenhouses. And he grew up wow. with his dad working with all these orchids, but became a glass blower. And this guy made like specific detailed orchids. Like they were super realistic looking. And it was really intriguing to me as a young glass artist seeing this guy making these realistic looking flowers and something I eventually I'd started doing and wanted to do then. Now I do it. Now the opportunity is even more so here. And it's kind of funny because like about a week into this, Julie was like, hey, why don't you experiment to see if you even have to go back to work when this is all said and done? Because, you know, because like I when I had my own business, I'd, I made a really good living doing my work. Mm. And uh she started talking about me, com me becoming an annual pass holder, and I got all excited thinking about being an annual pass holder and stuff. <laughs> but then I went back to thinking about what my role is as a cast member, and like my paycheck doesn't really even isn't why I'm there. You know, I get so much more out of what I do. Yeah. So I'm still busting my butt and working like crazy and having fun. However, I'm definitely looking forward to going back. Yeah, you know that comment I think speaks for a lot of cast members where. You know, they're they're all in this very just strange situation, uh, along with a, a lot of other people in America where, you know, they don't have a job. They don't they they don't have something to go back to the next day. And they're trying to figure out exactly how to make ends meet, how to do this, how to do that. In a little while, I want to talk a little bit about some of the things that Disney has committed to. But you you kind of embodied why a lot of cast members are there. And yeah. I, I think that's why we're friends. You know, that's one of the reasons Disney magic is in your heart, you know, and from the moment we started speaking, that embodiment has always been there to me. And I think that speaks a lot about who you are, how you present yourself, how you, you, you know, you just do life in general, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and, uh, uh, I think there's a lot of cast members out there that, yes, although they're struggling, one of the things that they miss the most is obviously being there to provide magic for mm -hmm. other people, which is what they enjoy doing. So Yeah, man, I appreciate that. And, and you know, kind of backing up, I mean, unless we're going to talk about this later on, but, you know, having been there the last weekend working-wise, I got, well, Saturday was my last day. Sunday, the park's officially closed. And when the news came out that... Uh, that Disneyland Paris was going to be closing. We were all were kind of on the edge, like, okay, so what's next, you know? And then the, then the news dropped for Disneyland and, you know, I was talking to my, my coworkers and, you know, fellow cast and we're all like, I bet you we're on the, on, we're next. And then within like probably a, an hour or two, we got the word. 
And at first I was excited about the situation because understanding, so I work for a third party for one. So we weren't really sure even for us as a third party if we were going to be getting paid because we're not Disney. So we knew Disney was going to be taking care of their cast for at least the two weeks, right? And Mm -hmm. so we were excited that, hey, potentially we're going to be getting a two weeks paid vacation here. But then when things started really getting crazy out there with this thing spreading and where things were going, we all knew the reality was that two weeks was not going to be long enough at all. Um, it took Disney forever to announce when they were going to actually extend the closure because Universal Studios did, did theirs first here in, in Orlando. I think it was actually Universal just nationwide uh, said that you know April 19th or whatever it was was when they were going to extend it to, and then they are going to obviously have to go further than that. Yeah. But... uh that's the then Saturday came. So that was Friday. And then Saturday came when they had the announcement for the college program kids. And that's when it really hit me as just knowing that the people that I work with, not in my company for, per se, but those that I, I still interact with on a regular basis. And the energy that day was, it was probably the, the, just the dullest, like no pixie dust at all, anywhere you went kind of energy in the park. Like it was, it was, it's very somber and i left that night like really sad not just for, not for myself but for those that were affected by this and uh so julie and i we had to go to the park the next day like even though it was probably not safe and not smart for us to go i had to leave disney on a positive note and it was amazing being there then we went to magic kingdom and we only stayed for like three hours like we had fast passes we hit the fast passes washed our hands we did everything we could potentially to stay safe with this whole situation and the cast was in like, they were all incredible. Like hats off to everybody that we interacted with. We were thank we were thanking the ones that we saw that had the college program name tags on. Um, so you can tell the difference. It's, it'll say their college where they're from instead of their state yeah. or whatever, you know? Yeah. So it, it was really interesting and it was good to leave. Like we were not going to stay for the closure or the fireworks. I mean, there's no way. I know how happily ever after gets on a normal night, much less the end of the, the last day for Disney being opened. So it was yeah. good. To, it was good to leave on that note, but it was still like... It was still pretty somber that Saturday going into Sunday. But then all of a sudden, you know, they're starting to talk about the furloughs going on and things that are happening. So it's it's kind of, it's, it's, it's interesting what's going on right now. And But so um, uh, for me personally, on, as a third-party company, um, we're, we're actually, t- as for us full-time employees, I've been taken care of. It's been a blessing. I'm still getting paid. Um, I'm not getting my full salary. They're, because we're a small company, they've actually been able to apply for the federal money that's out there for small businesses. Um, so hopefully that's gonna we're gonna actually gonna get the money for that to help us stay, keep afloat for right now. We've been with Disney. We're the oldest third party company that's been with Disney for 50, 52 years now. Going on, um, Walt brought us on board himself back in '64. So we have this long history with Disney, and so it's again it's been a blessing to not only still get a paycheck but also to do my own thing on the side where a lot of people that work within Disney can't you know even like the the college program kids the bands that played there the drummers in china or in japan you know like all those performers they're they're no longer at epcot anymore so it's uh yeah it was uh that whole first week of of things going down it was just just one heartbreak after another and i keep in contact with uh several cast members through instagram and what have you that are that are you know we've been kind of figuring from their end that work for disney what's going to happen and and then let them know on my end as a third party because a lot of people don't realize that Disney is made up of a lot of third-party companies, restaurants, yeah. the balloon handlers, mm-hmm. this caricature artists, like all that stuff is all third-party companies. They're not Disney, so it's they have to handle things a lot differently. You know, I said we were going to talk about this later, but I guess we should just talk about it now. Um, 
you're absolutely right. There are a lot of companies out there that work as third-party vendors, and because they're being handled differently, uh, a lot of restaurants and stuff, for instance, are having to lay off a lot of their servers, a lot of their cooks, and they're trying to figure out exactly what they're going to do. Uh, I'm hoping that just like uh, your company was able to do, that they can somehow get some kind of government funding in order to continue paying their cast members or their employees, rather. Um, because uh, I know this last week, uh, Disney made an announcement, uh, and it kind of trickled out here from Anaheim because we've seen the impact that it's had in Anaheim over the last month. Uh, as of the recording of this episode, we've been in, in, in this social distancing thing for exactly a month. I think March 14th was when mm -hmm. the park officially closed. I think a couple of years ago, there was an estimate that uh, Disney basically employs about 78,000 employees, including cast members that are off and on site at just here in Anaheim. Yeah. And that's including a lot of third party vendors. It's lost about $400 million since it's closed and it's going to lose more as the parks continue to be closed. Even then the Disney company has committed to paying $59 million to cast members to help them out along the way. There was originally one announcement where they had set one date to pay everybody. Uh, I know they're working on other ways to make sure that people are, are taken care of as best as possible. Um, and it's a difficult situation, man. You know, last week, uh, in the last episode, we talked a little bit about what it's going to be like when the parks finally open. Mm -hmm. And I, I have so many mixed feelings about how I want to feel and handle the entire opening of the parks because obviously from a business standpoint disney wants to start making money again uh for a couple of reasons one because they are a business and two because they want to make sure that they can provide for all these people that work for them so that they can provide for their families right. and just the way the way that the world works and how everything is connected and people don't realize it is mind-boggling sometimes because obviously on the magic front and the pixie dust front i would love disneyland to open as soon as possible i want to go i want to experience the parks i want to experience that magic but at the same time i don't want to put myself or my family at risk if the world isn't ready to take that step yet, and if there isn't a vaccine, if there aren't any antibodies, the likelihood of you contracting something is obviously higher. And there are people that are immunocompromised. I myself mm -hmm. am one of those. It makes it even worse. You know, yeah. and that's why I honestly am so careful if I ever have to go out, if I have to go grocery shopping or something, I have to take extra steps to be extra cautious. And I want them to open as soon as possible. But at the same time, I know that the likelihood of so many people is involved. And I have this internal struggle that I want everybody to be okay on both fronts. And yeah. like from a business standpoint, I can't even imagine what people on the front lines at Disney are feeling. I mean, Bob Iger had to take over the company again. Yeah, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> no offense to Chapek, but you know, 
I think it's I think it was a smart move on Iger's leadership role and and his experience within the company, and yeah. under, you know understanding you know how to how to. I mean, this is new for everybody, but you know, understanding in a sense having this experience with dealing with the large employee base that they have. It's it's just interesting, you know, and it's interesting too the different dynamics that you guys have in California were compared to Florida's dynamic for Disney because, like, say California, the majority is locals and annual pass holders, where Florida is the entire world. Right. So you know, yeah. I know, like in China, for instance, they just tried to to kind of get things going again over there, and they had opened their borders, and people were coming in that were that were citizens of China coming in from Russia that were infected, didn't realize it. And now they have another outbreak going on over there because of it, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's just, it's it's crazy (laughs) to think about, you know, the logistics of things. And that's what we have to be cautious about, right? That the, the fact that you don't even show symptoms for almost up to two weeks after you've been infected is the scariest part about this. You know, everybody could seem like they're okay, but then all of a sudden, you know, somebody that traveled from out of state or came in contact with somebody who did. And I don't know, it's just a really crazy time. And it's so funny. Everybody's, it's not funny. It's interesting to see how so many people are trying to deal with this, you know, including some of the late night shows, you know, broadcasting from home, for instance, just the way that they're handling it. Last week, I don't think it made it into the podcast. Maybe like the the intro part when we were talking about WrestleMania, Mel. Oh uh, yeah, it was yeah. Interesting that was the beginning. to see how they put on an entire show without an audience, and two of those matches were like the most interesting thing I've seen them do in like Dude, ten that take, freaking that years. Match was incredible, right? That yeah. and as odd as it was yeah the funhouse with cena the funhouse match was yeah and look we got to have a separate conversation outside of the podcast yeah but <laughs> uh you know it's it, it's funny uh i think i saw a picture of stephen colbert had a t-shirt where he's using it to fund uh like uh, feeding america or some kind of organization that he supports where it says we're all in this together separately you know, That's and awesome. it's oh. so true. Like <laughs> we true. are all in this together separately, which brings me to something that I think is interesting. We'll talk about that in a moment as well. But yeah, man, the you're right about the about the dynamic of how things are handled here in Anaheim versus uh, outside. And I just want to commend um, Rebecca and uh, Josh, the presidents of Disneyland and Walt Disney World, uh, respectively, because. Uh, aside from them continuing to do what they can to run both organizations on on each coast, uh, I also want to commend all of the cast members that are going in and doing something as simple as raising the flag. Yeah, you know, to yes. show that the spirit is there, that we are united. There's been people that are comparing this to to the day. Uh, after 9-11 and the weeks that came after 9-11, some have compared it to, to Pearl Harbor. And if there's anything that I think we've learned as a country and as a people and now as the world, because this is a worldwide epidemic, right. uh, is that we can unite, we can get through it together. And 
we we will survive. It reminds me of of Bill Pullman's speech in Independence Day. Right. You know what I'm talking about? Where it's like, we oh, will yeah. survive. We will blah blah blah. Today we celebrate our Independence Day. Right? Like that moment that just makes you think, like, that's <laughs> right. You flaunt that flag. You do that. <laughs> <laughs> you guys could see Hazen yeah. salute. <laughs> <laughs> his heart out <laughs> i have to I just, give I visuals here why we're just, laughing we're not look, laughing <laughs> i appreciate it i have a lot of family members and a lot of friends that are in the armed forces and mm-hmm. i respect the hell out of that because yeah. they are much braver than a lot of us i don't think that i would be able to go out and do that so to everyone in the armed forces obviously Thank you for everything that you do uh, to all of our frontline heroes now, you know, our nurses, yes. uh, doctors, uh, respiratory therapists, uh, the the people that are doing our Amazon deliveries and our grocery deliveries and are delivering food for us. You know, it's a dangerous situation and you are all heroes and we thank you for everything that you are doing for us. So. Yeah, I think I think the best if there's a say like there's a best thing about all this, you know, per se, like the, the light of all this is just really shows the human spirit and like how how creative we can all be. You know, the, the drive drive by birthday celebrations are doing for people and, you know, just yeah. like social media has been like this pit of despair for so long for so many people. And right now it's actually helping people say, you know, survive in a sense, their mental health. I oh, mean, yeah. Nintendo releasing Animal Crossing at the time that they did. It's been right. <laughs> my wife hasn't left the room in two weeks. You know, <laughs> this that's part of what makes me uh, regret not ever buying a Switch. Oh man, yeah, I've been telling her I want one now. I, I, I get the app. Yeah, I know. I heard. I've actually been playing uh, Kingdom Hearts three. So we've actually <laughs> we we brought her big TV from our living room into our bedroom. So now we have both TVs up. So which then they're both. Uh, Samsungs and they run off the Samsung remote control. Nice. Which is a, I hate it because I'm going to bed at night. And I'm turning off mine and her turns on and I turn off hers and mine turns oh, on. Oh no! It's so nice. annoying. <laughs> but I got my game on and she's got her game on, so we're just like hanging out, you know, playing video games or she's playing her game and I'm on the computer, you know, whatever. But you know, <laughs> it's funny. It's a. Uh, it's it's it, I think it's teaching a lot of people that you know there's we can survive this. You know, this is not the end of the world. It's not the zombie apocalypse. Thank God. You know that kind of stuff. I mean, some people act are acting like it is, but it's just a chance for people to be creative. Like Julie and I, our our last uh, FBI Disney episode, uh, we did a whole thing on like break, making it was we called it DIY Disney Magic, and it's all the fun things you can do at home. That are, yeah. You know, and one of the fun things we talked about was go popping a bag of popcorn and filling up your popcorn bucket and watching a movie with your Disney popcorn bucket and wearing your ears. You know what I mean? Just yeah. like yeah. just little simple silly things like that, just to have some fun at home. And people are being creative. You know, I'm seeing people put up different Toy Story stuff in their windows every day or just, you know, just all kind of madness. People are redoing their homes like the Haunted Mansion, like recreating rides. You know, Disney's helping us all out. And it's, you know, and it's what's interesting, too. It's like I feel sorry for people that aren't in the Disney lifestyle community in general because we all get to experience a lot of magic on a regular basis, whether it's in the parks or outside the parks, just our personalities, you know, all makes mm-hmm. and walks of different types of people that love Disney for what it is. Even if it's not the films, it's just the, the environment alone. I couldn't imagine like not having Disney in my life. Like, I don't, I don't know what that life is like <laughs> since I was a yeah. child, you know, I just, I, I don't get it. Like, you know, I, I don't know. That's a whole nother side thing, but I just think it's, it's, uh, you know, it really shows, how humanity really exists 
and everybody like you're saying this whole it's it's just like or two episodes ago i called it, it named the, the episode it's a small world after all because it this right mm-hmm. now is proving to us mm-hmm. you know how small this world really is i mean not to mention that it just takes one person coming from one place to infect all of us you know <laughs> from around the world but just the fact that as a world we're all coming together and yeah you know, getting through all this stuff together i've seen that on social media where when Disneyland first closed that weekend, a month ago, I should just say a month ago, um, I kind of saw like a drop in posts and I get it. I was there too. You know, it took me about mm, good week to maybe to kind of come around and be like, okay, I could start doing this, kind of get into the groove of things and stuff. So I'm seeing it now as you're talking about like all the creativity, the art, everything you could think of, like I'm seeing that that wheel turn and it's so awesome to see that. And not just that, like everyone is rooting everyone on and that's what we need right now. So we mm-hmm. need that more love, more support, um, you know, things like that. Little things just make a whole difference in someone's life. I mean, I love everyone's things and stuff, so yeah, this I'm also, a sucker for that. This has given me a chance to weed out the crap of people that I follow out there in the world, too. Like, I've deleted more people <laughs> on my Facebook and Instagram than I have ever. It's yeah, been great. I'm like, you oh, you're posting this stuff? Okay, yeah. delete. But you know what it's I'm saying? For it's, your, it's for your own mental health. you got to do that. Yeah, you just got to. You're, you're mentioning, like, mental health. And, mm-hmm. you know, we just we talked about all the frontline heroes and stuff, but I think... As parents, I think we can all agree that when all of this is over, we need to somehow find the funds to make sure teachers get paid like a million dollars per day. Yeah. Because I love my kids. I love that I'm getting to spend more time with them. But they need to go back to school. (laughs) Yeah. So um, on my end, my my difficult for me is I haven't seen my kids in almost three and a half weeks now. So because they live an hour and a half away from me. And with Julie working, oh. she work, Julie works for the banks, and so she's still out there working. And and the company she works for, I won't say their name, ha, is taking care of their employees like amazingly enough. How That's well great. they're giving them, you know, hazard pay. They're buying them lunch every day. Like it's it's incredible how well she's taken care of. They've cut all their hours back, and she's still getting paid her full pay. I mean, it's just incredible. But the fact is that she still has to deal with every people on a daily basis. So her coming home potentially is going to infect us. And whether we know we have it or not, like you're saying, you may not have symptoms. I yeah. cannot bring that to my kids and, yeah. To yeah. The, and to their mom and stepdad, you know. So it's been, frust- it's been frustrating, but thank God for, for technology. You know, I, I, haven't, uh, you know, I haven't gotten that bad of missing them to where I, I'm like, I'm going to go drive an hour and a half to, to risk some of the crap, you know. Yeah. But uh it's still been frustrating. And, I, you know, I think a lot of this, you know, we talk about Disney and having to wait in two and a half hour lines for rides. I would rather wait in a two and a half hour line for a ride right now than have to deal with this crap we're going through. Like, mm-hmm. I can't wait to, like, be able to go out in public and hug people again. You know, like, just, yeah, you know, all oh, these yeah. things, you know, it's, it's amazing what we take for granted on our daily basis. And I think a lot of this is making us all realize the important things in our life that we take for granted. You know, I mean, getting to see you guys right now is a blessing. Just getting to talk to somebody else besides talking to Julia and yes. listening to her Animal Crossing <laughs> character singing all all day on her on her game, <laughs> you know, which I love. However, you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is it is completely different. You know, we actually made the investment of 
purchasing a tablet for our parents my brother and i chipped in and we got them a tablet that way i mean they have their phones right but they have a smaller device they have a much larger tablet now that they can use to talk with our kids to talk with us you know yeah. we could do a, a, a family skype call or something or zoom whatever we prefer yes yeah, we did for easter uh, yeah, fun. and it just works. You know, the family also pitched in to get my grandmother uh, a small device as well so that she can communicate with everybody. That's and awesome. And it's been great. I mean, yes, it does suck not being able to go up to somebody and hug them or even shake somebody's hand. You know, mm-hmm. just yeah. the, the dynamic of what social interaction is going to be going forward is going to change so drastically in a way, I feel it's making us better people because it is showing us what we it's guiding us in a way to learn to appreciate things that we've taken for granted in the last five to 10 years that technology ironically has divided us with mm-hmm. and now is somehow bringing us all back together. Yeah, yeah, it's a weird, weird thing. Yeah, I love it. I love it, though. Speaking of bringing us all back together, by the time that this episode launches, it's only going to be a day away from it. So uh, I'll make sure to post this on the Instagram account. Hopefully they put up some kind of replay or something. But it looks like Kenny Ortega is getting together a bunch of celebrities, including some of the cast of the original High School Musical trilogy. Uh, Some of the stars that are going to be participating in this Disney family sing-along event that he's putting on uh, are Christina Aguilera, Michael Buble, or Michael Buble, Kristen Chenoweth, <laughs> Ali'i Cravalho, Amber Riley, John Stamos, Demi Lovato, Ariana Grande, Alan Menken. I mean, uh huh, yeah, right. That's a lot. So this is supposed to raise awareness for an organization called Feed America and the network of organizations that they support to try to help families uh, facing hunger uh, because of the current epidemic. What a cast, right? What a way Mm -hmm. to try to get people together. Uh, It's like we talked about earlier, that T-shirt that that I saw, the we're all in this together separately. He's bringing all of these stars together from their home. We've seen other people try to do uh, similar things like this. Uh, What do you guys think about this? It's crazy cool. I want to see this come together. I think it's amazing what they're doing. I th- you know, even like with Disney putting together the Dapper Dans and they're doing, they're like the virtual yeah. singing thing, you know? Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's pretty rad to see this all going on. Even the guys that are the, uh, the custodial, I can't think of their names, but they're the custodial guys at Epcot. They, they play on like the garbage cans and stuff. Even they did like a little backyard jam. Like it was, uh, nice. you know, it's, it's fun how they're doing this. And I think this kind of stuff is just, uh, it's like, you know, going back to the, we are the world you know, whole thing when they all got together and sang in person, but now this is virtually, which is with technology, uh, we now have the ability to do this. It's pretty rad. That's awesome. That is awesome. Um, By the way, uh, Zac Efron, part of the original uh, crew of High School Musical, was recently on an episode of Hot Ones, and it was a pretty fun episode. Parents... Uh, especially if you grew up with High School Musical, it, it's a good watch. But don't watch it with your kids. There's some stuff in there that he says that eh, may not be child-friendly. So, you know, keep that in mind. 
But, you know, it was a fun episode, especially if you grew up with that series before we started recording and we were talking about some of the things that we wanted to mention in the episode. I kind of broke out into the chorus of, we're all in this together. And, uh, you know, that's just, that's just how it is. You got to represent. Especially <laughs> considering that we kind of, we, I mean, we're, we're kind of obsessed with High School Musical, the musical, the musical, the musical TV show. <laughs> and I'm hoping that there's more episodes coming up of that. So there is that. I have to admit, I've never seen high school, any of the High School Musical movies or the show. And Oh, I have I, this service that will allow you to do that, sir. It's called Disney+. Plus. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot I have that. Once the Mandalorian episodes ended, I stopped watching it. So I don't know what to do. I'll give you a tip. If you find a way to turn off Animal Crossing... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you will one get slapped on the hand, yep. and then two, pop some popcorn in that Mickey popcorn bucket, throw those ears on, and go watch yourself a High School Musical marathon, 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 marathon. <laughs> <laughs> well, fortunately, I was able to get her to turn it off for the night, and uh, we were both were like, at, we were both playing our games, and we were both were like, okay, can we stop now? Can we stop now? Can we save our game? Can we save our game? Can we save, like going back and forth for like twenty minutes? And because we wanted to watch Onward, we saw we hadn't had, hadn't watched it yet, and uh, we finally watched it the other night. What'd you think, man? Oh, uh, it was it was halfway through the movie. I realized I was watching an original Pixar movie. That By the way, Mel a... hasn't watched it yet. Okay, so yeah, we can't ruin okay. too I, much. I'm, I would be fine. I'm. It's all good. But, <laughs> yeah, but the fact that it's actually a, a new story, mm-hmm. I thought there were elements that were taken from other other movies, like Frozen, for instance, potentially, uh, that were thrown okay. into this. Um, but I think it was a, it was a beautiful story. It was fun. It kind of had you on the edge of your seat, you know, even like at the very end, you know, you know, you oh, know wow. <laughs> when they're, they're going through their adventure and all of a sudden like, mm-hmm. this can't be it. I um, know. You know, so it was, but the animation was ridiculous. Like the more we watched it, the more we forgot we were watching a cartoon, even though they're characters and it's all made up stuff, the CGI, the environmental tech, the, everything that was going on in this film was incredible. Like they stepped it up a notch from Toy Story Four, and Toy Story Four was amazing tech. The animation, yeah, wow. And then, and then Frozen Two was incredible, and you know, yeah. we, kept, we kept saying how amazing Elsa's hair was in that movie. Where I was like, oh my god, her hair is amazing. And then this movie <laughs> was even like all the characters just, you know, like the the horse's mane. You know, talking about dude. Yeah, like everything just like so good. Good yeah. story. I, I rec- if you haven't watched it yet, I recommend it. However, I really hope that they re-release this into the theaters because I have got to see this on a big screen. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. Uh, I I mean, the, the film took a, a crazy turn for me at the end uh, for a lot of different reasons. But, I mean, emotionally, I think it spoke to me on a lot of different levels. Uh, and then, you know, having a conversation with my kids, you know, my little one said something that also just brought it to a whole new level of appreciation, especially because of how he took the movie. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we don't see we don't see a lot of original concepts from a lot of companies these days anymore. And, uh, you know, Gavin has talked a lot about how, you know, he doesn't like sequels, obviously, because it's kind of an easy way out. You know, mm-hmm. you, you're taking characters, you're you're uh, essentially you're retelling another version of the story in most cases just to make a quick buck. And it's 
you know, for a long time, we saw a lot of sequels and this being one of the first original films that we've seen in quite some time, uh, they didn't disappoint. You know, yeah. they did a fantastic nice. job. I cannot wait to see Soul. Yeah, same. You know, just another another film, which, by the way, side conversation, uh, doesn't it feel like Pixar is just kind of taking us through all of the emotions, like mind, body, soul, like mm-hmm. they're covering like the oh, entire yeah. chakra of <laughs> humanity somehow. <laughs> this yeah, is totally. fantastic. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's it's it, Pete Doctor's his his direction and storytelling is fantastic, and uh, I don't know. It's just I'm excited to see Soul. Like when they, I remember seeing the trailer and hearing about it from D23, and I was like, man, this mm-hmm. is such a another very unique concept that you know it's it's got a kind of a a spiritual side to the storyline. It's got a bit of a religious kind of aspect to it, potentially, depending on what your, your canon and your belief is and stuff. So this potentially could is going to touch a lot of different bases for people. But with a central core storyline, it seems like, from what I yeah. you know, just taken from the trailer. So I'm, I'm, ex- I'm excited for it. You know, we, we were debating on getting the, dig- the for Onward, doing the, the Disney digital version. Because, like, right now, the biggest thing we're trying to do is, is to support the local restaurants. We, mm-hmm. I haven't eaten out mm-hmm. more than I have in forever. Like same, you know, yeah. Because same. because we're not there's certain bills that are being waived right now where we can afford to eat out more so, which has been nice. So going to wanting to go to see a movie and wanting to support Disney in a sense because we know they're you know I know they've got a ton of money. However, still I want to support these guys. Right. And, uh, so we were debating on that whether to get it digital, but then. Again, we just watched it two nights ago, and it's been on Disney Plus now for like a week and a half. So it's yeah, <laughs> you know, we've been procrastinating. Well, I mean, we kind of feel the same way. Like we made an entire family movie night out of it. Like we already set aside a day of the week to do that with our kids. But you know, we ordered a bunch of pizza, chicken wings, nice. and all sorts of stuff, and we just had an evening at the movies. We saw that uh, the kids went to bed, and then we rented another film as well. I'm getting oh I'm finally gonna get a chance to watch Rise of Skywalker, which I had not Yay! seen. Nice. So dude. that's <laughs> next on the docket finally for me. Uh but yeah, I mean I, I totally get what you're saying. It, it's especially right now, I feel like with all the announcements and how the Disney company is actually working on trying to help out all of the cast members, I feel yeah. it's just another way that we can try to help support that effort. You know, because that money's gotta come from somewhere. You know, mm-hmm. and yeah. in in a lot of I, I I mean I consider myself very very fortunate you know that I'm able to work from home and that we're able to continue doing what we're doing because not everybody has that luxury, and if we can do our part to support the local businesses to support things like that, um, you know, with Disney we actually ended up waiting to see it on Disney Plus only because uh, I want to buy the Blu-ray. You know, which also has a digital copy on it. But, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just we, we got to try to find a way to help each other out. You know, and I think this yeah. is mm-hmm. this is just one of those small ways that we continue to do that. So, yeah, absolutely. Oh, speaking of, of things Disney does, can I send a quick shout out to Ashley? Uh, we talked about the Disney churros that Adriana had posted or told us about because Disney posted oh, yeah. their churro recipe. Uh, I'm still on the hunt for most of the ingredients <laughs> because around here yeah. some of that stuff is super hard to get mm-hmm. still on the hunt for those ingredients i still want to try to make them ashley saw the recipe and posted a picture and tagged us uh 
you know that moment where you see a picture of something and you begin to salivate and you taste <laughs> that item? Like yeah. that Disney churro-ness in your mouth? That's what I felt the moment I saw that picture. So, Ashley, good job. Thank you for tagging us. It was fantastic to see the little churro bites that you made. I, I'm almost getting desperate. I'm gonna, I might start asking my neighbors for supplies <laughs> to make them. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> That's how badly I want these things. So, yeah. Um, also, if you're looking for some fun things to do, I know that we've had an, an opportunity to repost some of that stuff. Uh, as, we, as we find them, we post different coloring sheets and stuff that people are posting. Brian Crosby, who works for Marvel, uh, has hosted a couple of different live streams on Instagram where he shows you how to draw different characters. Nice. Uh, I'm hoping that that becomes a much bigger series because I've had fun doing the last ones that he did. Uh, he did a Spider-Man one. He did a Baby Groot one. And nice. they are just super fun. Our, our pal VJ is also doing some, actually, he's a DJ, uh, mm-hmm. so he hasn't been able to go out and do that, obviously, because of social distancing. But on Mondays and Thursdays on their new Instagram, uh, they are now Escote Adventures. They're no longer Disney for two on there. Uh, he's been doing some live streams and he gets an opportunity to do some of his mixing. So if you just want to break away from stuff, Flicker your lights on and off, you know, charge someone in your family $17 for a drink. And I mean, do it, you know, listen to VJ, do some spinning and go, go nuts. Have yourself a little club atmosphere in your living room and have some fun. He did play some Disney music the last time we were on there, which I think was pretty fun. But overall, he's done a lot of like old school music, like a lot of 80s, 90s and stuff. So it was fun, man. It was a good couple of hours that we just kind of disconnected from everything and just kind of listened towards the end. Uh, I went from like club like atmosphere while I was working on editing some (laughs) stuff and went straight to making dinner. So I was grooving (laughs) while I was making dinner. Heck yeah. It was nice. It was nice. Yeah, man. That's a lot of fun. I, th- I think it's cool, like like uh, with Josh Gad right now. Him and Crew are doing the uh, Olaf at Home, yeah, uh, storyline. They're and they're just doing yeah. these quick little animations. It's just super cool. Yeah, I like those. The fact that they're getting those animators to just put these things together and like in their simplest form with things that they already have, like sets and characters, yeah. it's mm-hmm. fun. You know, why not yeah. do stuff like that? I think it's. Yeah, I don't know. The, the creativity that some people are really using to help us get through all of this is just fantastic. I love yeah, it. Yeah, like uh, Jared uh, Hariyama. Mariyama. Thank you. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah. 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 Um, and his, uh, you know, his at-home artist series he's doing, I joined on that one myself. And it's, uh, yeah, you know, and it, but so just that being said, it's cool to see that, you know, with social media, it's really pushing people to get back into drawing or trying new things like mm-hmm. myself. Like I love drawing and I haven't drawn for so long. So it's been inspiring me to start drawing again. Yeah, I've dabbled in a couple of different things uh, in my very few minutes of spare time. I think my wife and I are even now are struggling to find like the perfect balance of working and, you know, finding time to help the kids do their schoolwork and make sure that they're still learning things, reading and balancing all that video gaming that they're doing right now because they're enjoying all our vintage systems like they're they're going through the old disney infinity play sets right now they do minecraft nice. they do uh, a bunch <laughs> of the lego series games they've been doing kingdom hearts 2 on the ps2 and so 
they have access to all my old systems. And so they're just kind of going nuts right now. You know, but <laughs> nice. we have to find a balance because yeah. that that's not going to help them get to the next grade. You know, so <laughs> we can't tell their teachers now that their teachers want to Zoom their classes as well. Finding time to do that has also been challenging while we're trying to have our own meetings at work. So, yeah, yeah. I we're we're adjusting and I think the world is adjusting. I think we're at a, at a spot where we are much better than we used to be. We're going to continue to get better. Things will get better. We will mm -hmm. survive. We will make it through this. Uh, it, it's inconvenient. Yes, absolutely. It's inconvenient right now. But man, I wish I knew Bill Pullman's speech by memory. I, I think at one point I did. But I, I feel <laughs> like I should have somehow gotten it up on the Googles Could and then had it, it ready. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Recite it. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Bill Pullman speech. For, oh, I mean, Google just completely uh, finished that for me. I didn't even, I didn't even have to finish typing the whole thing. Okay, let's see. All right, <laughs> here's my best Bill Pullman impression. You ready for this? <coughs> sure. Here we go. Good morning. In less than an hour, aircrafts from here will join others from around the world. And you will be launching the largest aerial battle in the history of mankind. Mankind. That word should have new meaning for all of us today. We can't be consumed by our petty differences anymore. We will be united in our common interests. Perhaps it's fate that today is the 4th of July, and you will once again be fighting for our freedom. Not from tyranny, oppression, or persecution, but from annihilation. We are fighting for our right to live, to exist. And should we win the day, the 4th of July will no longer be known as an American holiday, but as the day the world declared in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We are going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. <sighs> <laughs> the crowd goes That's alive. amazing. I'm pretty sure that I scream way too much into my microphone right now, and that's going to peak super hard because I wasn't paying attention. That was well done. Was so, anywho, uh, yeah, man, I'm glad you had a chance to join us today. Yeah, it was me too. Good catching it's up a, with you. Yeah. Yeah, it's been one of those weeks of like amateur hour for podcasting. So, with Julie and I recorded on Saturday um, with our buddy Matt, who has a show called. Uh, for the love of the mouse and like my microphone stand uh came undone four times so oh, my no. mic dropped and then about an hour into it my sd card filled up and uh it said hit home please so i'm like oh my god did we just lose the first hour of this recording and no. thank god it didn't but uh yeah it was just uh it was just a crap shoot when it came all down to it so we're gonna we're actually gonna finish the recording this week but then again, you know, like last night, my the the house that I managed, the air conditioning went out last night, so I'm trying to fix that right before curfew time. And then tonight, I forget my freaking power cord from my mixer. So it's a uh, it's been a good week for podcasting. <laughs> it's all good, man. It happens to all of us. Oh, we yeah. appreciate you coming <laughs> on. And you know, the important thing is that we do this for fun. Yeah. yeah. And we do it to try to pass the time. And 
hopefully it also helps people listening past the time and get them through their week through their day you know things like march mayhem you know are just meant to spread a little bit of cheer we were doing the share a balloon thing but i mean it's a virtual balloon but you know it's any little thing that we can do to try to spread a little bit of Disney magic and a little bit of joy to everybody as, as we're trying to get through all of this because uh, Disney magic is important to a lot of us. Like, not everybody gets it. Like you said, you know, there's people mm-hmm. that don't uh, enjoy anything Disney or have somehow been soured by Disney uh, because of experiences that they've had. But yeah. uh, for the majority of us, especially people listening to our podcast, that's not the case. You know, yeah. we love what they do. We love what they provide for us. And we love that in a way we can be a part of, you know, that ecosystem somehow, even if we're not officially part of the Disney company, you know, so if we have the opportunity to spread a little bit of that magic ourselves, we're going to continue to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. So. You, you know, I think it's gonna be interesting too, for all of us to get back in the parks. It's like, you know, the, with a brain and our, our olfactory senses work is you get used to smells, you know, walking down main street and it's like, Oh, it's just, you get used to everything and how amazing Disney is going to smell when we finally all get to go oh back to this gosh. park. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the best. It's going to be, a, right. I know. Right. So like I work in Mexico at Epcot and, we have mm-hmm. the three Caballeros boat ride and the boramine or boramine, whatever they use for the water to keep it clean. Mm-hmm. I used to love walking in there and smelling that smell because I would, I was sometimes when I would work there, it was occasionally like once a month or every couple of weeks or whatever. But now I'm in there like five days a week. So I've gotten used to that smell. And I'm telling you, like just, just getting to walk through cast services alone, I know I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a hot mess just walking through, just tears running down my face. But Wait, then, oh yeah. As soon as I walk back into, into the backstage in Mexico and smell that smell for the first time, I'm going to be even worse. So I have to have my tissues ready just to get ready to get back in there and be emotional. I was going to say, you're talking to the person who cries over the smallest things. So, Um, yeah, it's normal. So I understand. (laughs) (laughs) I think we're all going to be on that boat. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, totally. It's going to be interesting to see how they handle it. And as, as you know, I would love to come back on and keep discussing this because, you know, we're we're hearing talks about how they're going to handle it here. You know, whether they're going to be checking temperatures when they come in. And uh, I was listening to a show yesterday and they're like, how are they going to check temperatures on everybody in Disney World in July when you're going to be 100 degrees plus just walking mm-hmm. from your car to the park? So it's like the logistics on how they're going to make this work is just going to be, yeah. How yeah, I don't think any rides are going to be open, honestly. Like maybe those open the parks. <laughs> yeah. Well, we briefly talked about that last week, and my comment on that was essentially that if – there's people that have been infected with the virus and they don't show absolutely any symptoms. You know, their bodies are just handling it different than other people. But that doesn't mean that they can't pass it on to somebody else and that somebody else won't be affected by it in a more severe way. And if those people are carrying it and they don't know that they are, but they're not showing any symptoms, taking their temperature isn't going to make a difference, especially considering that you don't know if you have it for two weeks. Yeah, exactly. So I I don't know. I think logistically to get everybody through is going to be a nightmare. But at the same time, not knowing a good way to actually test people to know if they have it is not going to be accurate. And you're just putting yourself at risk. And, mm-hmm. and others, obviously. You yeah, know, you know, so. on, a, on a side note, I was listening to a show, a, a new show, and there, I think it was either in, in Japan or China, one of the two. Um, they actually cre- developed a, a QR code for people that had tested positive 
that you have to keep on you at all times, basically. And so, so if you go into a public place, they're actually scanning these QR codes or something on your phone or something of that nature that lets you know if you've been infected or not. And people are like, well, how are they going to track you? And it's like, well, we all have these tracking devices in our pockets on a daily basis, you know, our phones. And with America and, and the Americans and their, you know, everybody wants to have their freedoms. But a lot of people in this country don't use common sense when it comes to freedom. And mm-hmm. there might be some freedoms that we're going to have to lose for a while, which is going to suck. But it is what it is. And it's going to have to potentially happen. You know, that's one thing Disney could potentially do. You know, we'll scan our magic band and it'll turn red if you're infected. <laughs> you know, who yeah. the hell knows? <laughs> but, you know, but something something technologically wise is going to help advance us to get through all of this, you know, not to mention a vaccine. But then like my sister, for instance, her family, a couple of them and my, my nephews are they can't get vaccines because of, they have some heart conditions and some of the stuff that's mixed in the vaccines will kill them. So there's some people out there that can't even have the vaccine, whether there's one or not, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, not, I don't want to end on this show on a, on a sour note, but, you know, I guess we're all going to have to get our Disney-themed masks in our ears and just kind of color coordinate things and uh, wear some big Mickey four-finger gloves and go have fun in the park. <laughs> yeah, I definitely want to keep talking about it, but ironically enough, Apple and Google are coming up with that technology here. Like, two of the biggest rivals in the tech industry are coming together to create this tracking app that's going to help you understand if somebody that you've come in contact with has contracted the virus. And those are the times where you just are happy that technology is on your side and that you Mm -hmm. can filter things like this out and it can keep you safe. But at the same time, like you said, you will have to give up some of your rights and some of your privacy in order for this to be effective. And I don't know a lot about how they're going to handle it, which is why I don't want to talk too much about it right now, because as we're recording this, like they just announced this yesterday. So I don't know a lot about it, uh, but uh, I'd love to be able to talk about it next week or in an upcoming episode, have you back on, you know, talk about it some more. So, yeah, uh, sounds good to me. Tell everybody where they can find uh, your podcasts before we uh, end the episode. You can find my uh, my glass blowing stuff at uh, a glass blower's companion on any of the podcasting apps out there, um, and you can also find my wife Julie and I's Disney podcast, Fei Disney. Um, same thing on any of the podcast apps. Um, you can find us on Instagram as well. At uh, my personal Instagram is J Michael Glass. You can find my artwork and what have you out there. Uh, the glass blowers companion is just that. Just type in glass blowers companion, uh, and then for Fei Disney, we're just Fei underscore Disney. And for the Disney podcast, we're posting episodes about every two weeks right now. Just, just kind of figuring out our schedule when we can do them. Um, and uh, we have a YouTube uh, channel as well that we post episodes on. But I'm really going to be focusing a lot of my time right now on uh, on that. I've got a series like we had talked about last time that we've started uh, that we're going to be airing pretty soon on the history of the expansion of New Fantasyland. And then we're going to be breaking breaking that down uh, to all the rides that were affected and closed, and then what they were replaced by uh, as we, after our introduction, and uh, we'd have a lot of fun with it. We're trying to just kind of stay fun and have have a good time. Uh, There, our uh, recent episode that we just started recording is actually on the history of Disney transportation, uh, starting back to when uh, the Walt Disney World parks opened, and the reasoning behind their kind of strategy to keep people in the space instead of having to leave the parks to go get food or whatever. Um, and then how that expanded to Epcot opening and the other parks opening and then uh, to where they are now with the Skyliner and 
the boats and the buses. I mean, I don't know if you guys know, but at one point in time, uh, Walt Disney World was the third largest transportation system in the state of Florida besides Jacksonville and Miami. They had the third largest uh, fleet of buses in uh, by, oh, wow. by 2013, I think it was. So, uh, yeah, it's fascinating stuff. So it's it's it sounds like a super just kind of basic Disney stuff, but it's when you get to the meat and potatoes of what we found information wise, it's pretty fascinating. That's the That's best super part. Cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this series that you guys are doing. Uh, I know you mentioned to me that you were inspired by some of the stuff that we were doing. Yeah. We've obviously been inspired by other podcasts that we listen to. You know, it, Disney history and all these things that we learn are just our way of continuing to pass that history and all those stories on. I've said this before, and I said this a long time ago, that everybody comes into Disney fandom at a different point. You know, mm -hmm. and historically, I think all the information is available, but you don't always know where to start. And the fact that we have the ability as creators to come up with these bite-sized chunks of information allows you to kind of pick and choose what you want to listen to. But at the same time, it helps you understand what you like the most and what you want to explore even more, mm -hmm. you know, so... Uh, there might be somebody that's always been fascinated by those cars on Main Street, you know, and yeah. all of a sudden you put this series together and they're going to say, what? I don't know. <laughs> I want more. And then, you know, a new Disney nerd is born. Yep. Absolutely. You know, so yeah. I've had people tell me that they liked going to the parks and that they liked Disney. But after listening to some of our podcasts and listening to some of our history segments and some of the things like armchair imagineering that we've put together in the past that they've just become super fans and that means so much to me because it shows that the little bit that we do can maybe one day spark the future imagineers i don't know i don't know maybe i'm overshooting that but <laughs> no I, I agree it's awesome agree. wishful thinking wishful thinking yeah so <laughs> Uh, okay, so we are, are going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, before we close the show, I do want to send a quick shout out, obviously, to the FGP squad for all of their support in helping make these episodes of Podcasters possible. Uh, if you want more information on how you can become part of the FGP squad, you can head over to podcasters.com slash FGP. Uh, if you don't know what the FGP squad is, well, I'm glad that you asked. They are an awesome group of listeners just like you that help us out with the monthly contribution via Patreon. And we absolutely appreciate all of their support and all of their love. Uh, again, podcasters.com slash FGP is where you can go for more information on how you can become a part of the FGP family. Uh, also, uh, earlier you, you talked about It's a Small World. It was the episode right before DIY Disney that you guys did. Uh, mm -hmm. It reminded me, and I guess it's a really good way to close out the podcast before we sign off. But uh, I've been reading uh, Marty Sklar's book again, One Little Spark. And there's a chapter where he's talking about uh, how when he would do interviews, people would always ask him, what's your favorite Sherman Brothers song? And he says that, as annoying as it is for some people, he says that he always went back to one specific set of lyrics, and that was, there is just one moon and one golden sun, and a smile means friendship to everyone. It's a small world after all. You know, and I know I that's not it. the next lyric. I know there's two other lines after, but for the sake of this <laughs> story, don't at me on that one. 
That's awesome. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So that's going to wrap it up. Thank you, Jason, for joining us. My pleasure. Uh, you guys have, have yeah, it's good talking to you any guys. comments on anything that we talked about, please join the conversation over on Instagram, Facebook, or on Twitter. Just search for Podcateers. Uh, we'd love uh, to to have you contribute to the conversation. If you guys try the churro recipe or anything else, please tag us. We'd love to see what you guys are doing. We'll talk about March Mayhem a little bit more next week after some of the new matchups progress. We're going to be in round two as of the next episode. As we speak, the Meet the Robinsons versus Tangled matchup is going on. And man, it's a nail biter. I'm nervous because it's one of the matchups I was most nervous about. But we'll see. We'll see how it all turns out. So until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a great week, everyone. Bye. See you on Main Street.